Hello, yeah, you're joining us here now at the pre-show for Queer and Pleasant Strangers. So uh, I'm here with Laura. Laura, uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm excited. I'm very excited for another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. What what sort of announcements and what, what sort of segments can we expect in today's show? Well, I mean, traditionally we have so far seen 70 episodes, which featured, uh, well, I mean, there's been some skits. Are you, you looking forward to some skits? Oh, I always like some skits. Do you reckon we might get some silly character voices? Uh, possibly silly character voices. I'm hoping we'll get to uh, hear the Brochal Justice Warriors. Always a bit of a fan favourite. Oh, indeed. I'm personally crossing my fingers for a Karani Reeves cameo, but uh, I mean, anything is possible in the realm of Grand Prix. Exactly. Oh, I think they're getting ready to start. They're getting ready, getting ready. Are you ready for all those announcements? Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a giggle, talk about our weeks, do some voices, do some skits, have a... just have a bit of a pleasant catch-up. A queer and pleasant catch-up. Yeah. How have you been? Um, sleep deprived. Sleep, sleep disturbed. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a week, huh? It's been that E three week. It's been that E three week, and it's been my first week being back as the solo creator, not not on on a on a day job, and then also E yes. three happened. Yes. I've been very busy and very tired. Uh, understandably, yeah, Un- understandably. Uh, I, on the other hand, have have been trying to keep up with with just the the. The, the 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 day stuff. Thank you. I'm a day walker. You're a day walker. I'm a night walker. I, I was not. I was nocturnal for a few days. I missed a, a few days. I woke up for work. Uh, for for work in the morning. You'd already gone. I had. I know. I slept until noon the other day. Wow. I know. Well, not but, that I hadn't given you a goodbye kiss, but perhaps I, you hadn't noticed. I I I was very sleepy. In my defence, I was I was still streaming at like five in the morning. So yep. like it's been one of those weeks. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Yeah. So <gasps> amongst all of the things, have you had a chance to play anything? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah I played I played one thing what did a you lot. Play? I played a lot of a game called Roller Champions, mm-hmm. which is a game that um by the time you hear this you won't be able to play. Um Aww. it was we'll we'll get to E three stuff probably during the watch. I mean, but, um, this is an E three thing. Yeah, well we'll get to the majority of the E three things, I mean, in the in the watch section. Uh-huh. But um it, during Ubisoft's E three conference this year, um for anyone who's not aware, E three big video game conference uh, one of the things they announced was a game called Roller Champions, which is k- kind of, sort of, roller derby-ish. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but they released a demo on PC for it, and it, it was only up for, like, three, four days, I think. So, I played a lot of it, because I play roller derby in real life, and I enjoy roller roller derby. Um... So I'll start by just like, if anyone is into roller derby, I will explain the differences between actual roller derby and this video game. Um, So you do have to skate anti-clockwise like roller derby to score points, but instead of scoring points by like getting through the pack and doing a lap and getting points for passing the skaters, uh, you get points for throwing a ball through a a ring. However, in order to keep the spirit of the sport alive. Um, It's still very short sessions. Uh, It's not your two-minute jam, but you've got, I think, seven-minute matches. Um, And you're basically trying to do uh, as many unbroken 
circuits of the track as you can while you're holding the point scoring the uh, point scoring ball, which is uh, emotionally or like it tonally feels very similar to. It feels like trying to get your three passes past the pack to to get enough points before you call off the jam at the end of the two minutes. It's that sort of feel. Um, a lot of the contact stuff you can do uh, differs from actual roller derby. Like you can do contact against the back, you can do head-on collisions, um, stuff like that. It's a, it's a little bit gamified that they're not, you know, sending you for penalties or whatnot for that. Um, it's on a banked track, uh, with sort of raised sloped sides as opposed to a flat track, like a which... Game. Yeah, so like, for, for some American roller derby players, that might be familiar, but if you're... If you play in the UK, most people play in the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, which is, as the name suggests, all flat tracks. Um, it's usually done in, like, gym halls and Yeah, stuff. exactly. We don't tend to have um, readily accessible specific roller derby venues with uh-huh. banked velodrome-style tracks. But the game is really fun. Um, I'm not usually a fan of, like, multiplayer-only online um, competitive games. I'm not usually a fan of sports games. This really captures the energy of a sport that I enjoy. Um, I like roller derby because it's a primarily female-led, very queer, uh, very customizable kind of uh, outfits sport. And it keeps, like, the t- the speed, the tone of the contact... Um, the, the fact that you will get sort of bashed and bruised a lot and just have to quickly get yourself up and keep going. Um, it really rewards you playing it like it's actual roller derby. Um, the, the instinct when you first start playing is to try and get the ball so that you can be the point scorer and you throw the thing through the hoop and you get the points. That's that's just how video games go. You, you want to be the person who gets the glory for getting the points. Um, this game does not reward you for that. It rewards you for sticking together as a pack, um, for doing the jobs that aren't the glory, but that that make your team win. Um, you get a lot more points for your team winning than you do for individual successes. Um, the, the best way to win is to stick together as a pack, and if one of you gets the ball, do everything you can to defend and attack for them. Um, do things like stay, put your body between the person who's got the ball and the other team, so that if the other team try and, like, tackle them to knock the ball out their hand, you are a body in the way. You'll probably get tackled before they will. Mm-hmm. Um, try and keep an eye out for who on in the court looks like they're going to, to bash into your point scorer and, like, try and take them out, try and get in the way of them before they get a chance. Mm. You need to be supporting the person with the ball because the chances are they won't be able to do well by themselves. Um, when you have the ball, you lose the ability to do like dashes and things like that. You are slightly slowed down, which means inevitably, if you're at the front of the pack with the ball, people can slipstream, they can dash, they can catch up to you. You need your team there to like create contact to knock over anyone who's chasing you, to be a body in the way, to, to sort of get in the way. You have to play it like roller derby, and I think that's why, like, despite all of its exaggerated arcade stuff and the the differences in the rule set, it still feels like roller derby. It's a couple of small teams on track, one person can score the points, but, like, they're never going to score points without the support of their team. Mm. And you have to be like, it's okay if I don't score any of the goals in this match, because... I am supporting the point scorer, and that's that's the important thing. Um, 
Yeah, I really fucking loved this demo. I I maxed out the level cap on the demo. Um, there there was a couple of tracks in the demo. I think there's gonna. It looks like there's gonna be ten in the full game. There were two in the demo. Um, one a nice sunny outside track, and one that was a darker indoor one. They both had a very different feel to them. I can't wait until customization gets added to this game because customization of appearance is such a big thing in roller derby. Uh, it wasn't in the demo. I want to make my custom character that I can do my roller derby with. Yeah, I was chatting to Persnickety on Twitter about this yeah. and how we want like um, customizable stickers for your oh, helmets yeah. yes. and and bandages, like customized bruises. No, I need to be able to get like customized bruises. Uh, Picking your hair length, yep. picking your hair colour, yep. uh, sticking stickers all over your helmet. Um, uh, you need to be able to be p- picking your skates out, uh, yep. picking what colour wheels you have on yep. your skates. Uh, do you have shorts or leggings? If so, what design? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things. Like, I could see this being a monetization rabbit hole for customising your racer. And you know what? If that's the case, they might get me because I want to have my custom racer because I've really enjoyed this game. Oh, also... Um, they let you, they let you use inline skates, which you would never use in roller derby because you need quad skates so that if someone bashes you from the side, you can actually have a chance of staying upright. But there's but, not a chance of turning your uh, ankle over as you were having that conversation. Well, also, on Twitter the other day. It, yeah, the yeah, sort of. But yeah, if if you're going to actually not just get knocked over the first time someone makes contact with you, you need to be on quads, which mm. uh, is why they and also they have different speeds to them. Like in real life, inlines tend to go faster than quads. Um, which is why they normalise everyone to the same standard. But I really enjoyed that game. I can't wait until that comes out. I'm going to play so much of this fucking roller derby video game. Oh. What about you? What did you play this week? Um, I I didn't play a lot, but I did play a few things. Let's... I think you played more than I did. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I, I, guess, I guess I did. Uh, let's see, I played Full Throttle Remastered. Oh yeah, that uh, uh, the no, point, and click, point, and click. point and click one. Yeah. Is that is that way forward or is it double fine? I think it's double fine. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm gonna I, say it's double I, fine. I think anyway. it's double fine. I'm pretty sure I got it in a double fine packet. Okay, point. yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, it's you. You play uh, Ben, the leader of the Polecats, who is being framed for the murder of Malcolm Corley, who is the old guy that runs the company that is the last company in the world that still makes motorcycles. Yeah, you're a biker who got framed for the murder of the last man who makes motorbikes. Yes, and now the company wants to make minivans. Oh no! Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting little. It's very short. It's an interesting little story. The yeah. music's great. Uh, the Gone Jackals uh, oh. do the soundtrack, um, which is on their al- uh, from the album Bone to Pick. Uh, the sections of that game that are not point and click do not seem fun. Yikes! Uh, luckily, there is like like since the original game, there is like a just a keyboard shortcut that will get you through fights. Yeah. So I think it's like like left shift and V. And it would just be like, ha ha, you've fallen off your bike now, bye, I win. Because <laughs> that, I remember as a kid going through that whole section just again and again and again. And, and most of the fights that I won were more fluke than anything else. I yeah. remember it taking me weeks to get, like, not only to, to do the things, but to work out how to do the things. Yeah. Even even with this shortcut and your knowledge, this seemed like mostly fluke when you were beating things. Uh, I mean, like, the first... Th- Five or six fights I did normally, and then after that I was just like, "Don't care, I'm doing the cheat." 
Now, somebody in chat actually mentioned something that I've never done before. Yeah. Even though I've beaten the game fairly previously. Um, apparently you're supposed to grab a handful of fertiliser and throw it in somebody's face. Huh. And it's weird because I... It makes sense of a comment that somebody else says when you knock them off their bike. They yeah. say, "Ah, oh, my eyes! Oh! And I'd never thought about that before. I, I mean, I assumed, like, because you're using weapons and stuff, that yeah. that's a not unreasonable thing. So I guess what I was supposed to have been doing all these years <laughs> is at least throwing throwing something in at least one person's eyes. Wow. It would have made it so much difficult. But the, the, the final fight, you have to find this one person that's riding a bike that's like not like sit on a, a seat and and like uh, like lean back like a like a hog. Yeah. This is more like um. Like a literally hands on the front wheels steering it, oh, um, yes. like a racing bike almost. Mm. It's really really short, and they basically as soon as you get too close, they'll like push out this little uh, like little oil slick, and uh. that'll have you straight down. But basically, you have to sort of get to a point where you've got the weapon, which is basically a two by four, <laughs> and then just sort of get close enough, wait for them to pop their head up and have a look around, and then just whack them around the back of the head to get the key item to progress with the game. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a short game. You got through it in a single sitting. I th- yeah, I think I got it through it in about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, and that was still with much waffling and occasionally going. I've kind of forgotten what to do. But it was fun, and it seemed like it had a good sense of humour to yeah, it. Yeah, it's got good good sense of humour. It's got some great voice acting. You've got Mark Hamill in there. Um, mm. The like, some great lines in it. There's there's a bit at the beginning when. Um, your character grabs the nose ring of the bartender um, yeah. because he's, he's basically lying to you. Um, and it's just, what is it? Um, you know what might look better on your nose? What? The bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you were saying, like, because you came and, came and sat in on that stream, just like the fact that I know most of the lines from that game by heart, despite not really having played it any time recently. <laughs> It was nice. I like my old LucasArts point and clicks. I hope one day they do like a remastered edition of The Dig. Oh, hack. Because that looks really ropey now. Yeah. I love it in a it's way too difficult Mm. kind of way. Yeah. What else did you play? What else did I play? Let's see. Um, I play, uh, I've started playing A Hat in Time again yesterday. How are you getting on with it? I was a bit upset to see that my save hadn't cloud saved because oh, I, no. I completed it um, I, I I don't think I'd 100%ed it but I based, like nearly 100%ed it mm. and um, I was like yeah yeah I'll go in and, and I'll try the, the new levels from the, the expansion and the, then uh, no I had to start oh. from the beginning did you have fun at least I did I, I enjoyed it it's it's a very sweet little game that like it's got a lot of ca- character and characters and it's just fun and silly in in uh, and, and it has a lot of heart I, I, i'm very much loving it the characters are super cute and and it's it's just silly fun i do really want to see about the yakuza <laughs> section which is the uh, expansion cuz i want to see this trans flag <laughs> heck that's sprayed up on the wall somewhere have you got any others? Uh, no, uh, I think you've got one more. I've got one more. I started playing Cursed Mountain because I've got the Wii out. That that Wii game. But while I had it out for Wind Waker, yeah. I was like, eh, I could put everything away. E- or 
Yeah, you see, you, this is a game that you stopped playing once before because the nunchuck motion controls are not great. None of the motion controls in that game okay. are great, and it, it relies so heavily on them for like yeah. every single fight. So here's what I got from like watching just chunks of you playing it. Um, you're trying to climb a mountain because your brother disrespected the rules of the mountain and shit went bad. So you've got like basically a Ghostbusters proton pack. But, like, when you successfully zap the ghosts, uh, you then have to do a bunch of motion controls that don't detect properly. Is that about right? Kinda. Oh, it's not a ghost, it's, it's not a proton pack, it's a... It's, it's an it's... ice pick. Oh, is it an ice pick? It, it looked like it's... a fucking trident. It, um, well, that's because I, I have different attachments for it. So you start off with basically a, a just a standard ice pick that's yeah. been blessed by someone and and like the handles wrapped. Yeah. Um. And I think some blessings have been done over it. And you, you then sort of get this weird hook thing, which you can use to sort of slice through stuff and slice through some of the ghosts. And then you have uh. Then later on you get like a spike thing. And then you get another one that's like it, it looks like a sort of opening lotus flower, Ooh. and and you basically depending on which one you've got, they all do different, slightly different attacks. So some of them are for sort of ripping and tearing things, and also for like sections where you need to like tear down a piece of cloth in the background. Um, some of them will be like this is basically a a, a, a pistol. So you can shoot at the ghosts to weaken them before you try and um, perform the rituals, which is basically hand motions, which is why it's motion control. So I get it. Hmm. But at the same time, it feels a bit... I mean, the controls are unresponsive as fuck. Although I have realised in the last... I reckon I'm probably into about the last hour of the game that if you just sort of vaguely waggle it, Really, yeah. really lightly. It actually works much better than doing it. Than trying to the do the actual, yeah, the the big sweeping motions that it asks for. Yeah, because I was doing sort of like quite heavy push forwards, and it's the push forward that I always have trouble yeah. with. And this morning I was just like, I'm just gonna just shake it ever so slightly forward. Okay, that seems to have done it. What yeah. the fuck? It's it's like many Wii games. You get on better if you just like half ass your motions. Yeah, it's like Wii tennis where people would play it by just flicking the wrist. Yeah, that's never as fun, is it? <laughs> it's never as fun, but it's it is undeniably more accurate at registering what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think they did bad at that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really had that problem with the Switch, but then I haven't really had anything that re- has required large amounts of motion. No, uh, not a huge amount. No, no. I mean, like most of it's been things like Zelda. Yeah. Um, with like the the rolly ball puzzles. Yeah. But not much apart from that. But yeah, the story is um, white guy wants magical thing from up a sacred mountain and rather than doing all the things that locals say are required to honour the mountain, which is their goddess, they're just like, no, we're going up, fuck you, and I, I'm going to kill this woman who's supposed to be the apprentice of like um, the wise woman of the village. And... Oh look! Now you've opened a portal to the land of the dead, and these hungry spirits are coming out and killing all an entire city. So you start the game at the bottom of the mountain, sort of wandering through this completely abandoned city, and then you sort of go up to smaller villages, and then a monastery, and then eventually it's just sort of high altitude stuff, trying to deal with like, can you keep enough oxygen in you? And then, like, base camps, upper base camps and stuff. 
I'm right near the end, but like the story is horrible. Yeah. Um. It's just like, oh, white people fucked up again. Uh, are, are you at this point powering on with it just to get to the end? Yeah, because I bought the game maybe a decade or more ago. You want to just be like, I'm I done. Just, I'm just, just want to get to the end. Of it. Fucking snap the disc when you're just like, oh, I'm done. Uh, I don't know if I'll go that far, but I, I certainly just want to see the end of it. One th- one thing it does have is for it is the fact that it widescreens well. Yeah. Like Wind Waker looks really stretched if you try and play it in widescreen. Yeah, but this like even even the the text sections is like that looks r- really good and passable. Nice. Yeah. So that 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 that's one positive, I guess. Uh, is that everything you've played? That's this everything week? I've played this week. Well then, Ooh. time for this. This E three, we thought we'd like to tell you about our brand new game. It's it's all sorts of things that I think are important to tell you about. It is authentic. We are going for a genuine, authentic experience, and, and you know we have some award-winning people from the in- from across the industry. There will be all kinds of amazing cinematics. Uh, it's it, it's uh, the the cinematics are going to be so dynamic. You're going to be engaged. It's going to be engagingly dynamic. And it's going to be absolutely epic. Don't worry, though. We have absolute exclusivity on this free-to-play but not play-to-win game, which uh, you'll be surprised to find. It has gone gold. It has gone gold. I'm glad that we're getting into the nitty-gritty of all of these facts about our game. Absolutely. It's going to be the most explosive, immersive, high-octane game full of infinite possibilities. It's got an open world. Is it And it's available right now for pre-order. Oh, goodness. Is it mature? It is indeed mature. It's pushing Monday hardware to the limits, including future hardware like Project Scarlet. Oh, goodness. That sounds like quite an over-the-top game we're creating. Exactly. We've realigned our resources, we're refocusing our efforts, and we're reimagining what video games mean. We're remastering everything revolutionary in our retro-inspired season pass. We're ready to ship millions and millions of copies because our Metacritic scores will be through the roof. Or not. But if they aren't, you'll be happy to see a new version of this spiritual successor or the spiritual successor to this game in the future because we've streamlined future gaming content as just more value. It offers so much value, it's visceral levels of value. And we're hoping that it's going to win multiple E3 awards. Yeah, but but what is it, though? What? What what genre? It's a video game. It's free to play, not play to win. My head. Oh goodness, I'm I I never thought it was possible. I think we might have drunk too much sherry. It was that Brian David Gilbert. Oh, the Z3 drinking game. Yes, he was he was surprisingly correct on so many levels. I I think the problem is I did too many drinking games. I was trying to follow like three separate E3 drinking game bingo cards at once. Oh, I just upped everything from shots to bottles. Oh, that too. I was was there every time that, oh goodness, the number of drinks I had to take when the fucking car showed up in the Microsoft conference. Right! So, so predictable. I... Someone did suggest because it was Lego, maybe I didn't have to drink, but that's for quitters. Then, yes, we are not quitters. No, no, no. If a car of any kind shows up on stage, I don't care if it's Lego, I'm necking the barrel. 
Indeed, I had to have like one of you know the water hoses they use on students. Oh yeah, I had one of those just full of sherry, just and uh, just gushing it down me. What if I eat drink drinking God's slots? With CGI trailer that tells us nothing. Oh, good gravy. I'm drinking every every couple of minutes. Yes, I had that down as three shots on my card, so naturally that was three bottles, and by the time I think, I'm pretty sure I got through about six tankers worth of port. (laughs) Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Anyway, hair of the dog. Don't you mean head of the watchdogs? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm in that, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you play hacker, Granny? Yes, I shot that copper in the face. Oh, hey, cat good. bitches. Hey, cat. on you. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Just a lot of E3. A lot of E3. A lot of E3. Talk about all of the E3. Yeah, so some of these we can probably just, like, skim past pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So... PC gaming show. It was two hours of like some somewhat interesting looking PC games that were just padded out with huge lengthy um, interviews with developers that were fluff piece interviews that said nothing interesting. I still haven't watched that one yet. Uh, I will say this for the PC gaming show. As I've said many years in a row, cut out like half of the interviews you do and you will have a much better show. Pacing people. Pacing. Yeah, pacing. You, can, you can do the interviews afterwards when everyone yeah. can just tune out. Yeah, do do a thing where you're like, hey, let's do an hour of like pretty back to back trailer, 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 and then go, hey, here's the gaming PC gaming conference post show. Did you want to know more about any of those games? Well, we're gonna do interviews with all the developers. Yeah. And then like you every other yeah. fucking And then you don't have to rush your interviews so much. Yeah. And People in general will have a more positive view of how your conference went. Yes. Uh, EA. The main thing they did was they showed off footage of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. It looked like a polished video game. Um, the combat, it's hard to tell without actually trying it. It looked it looked like fun combat, probably. Did yeah. you watch that? Um, I'm trying to think what what was specifically in EA. I'm scrolling back um, through my timeline. So there was uh, there was Apex Legends updates. Uh, they're adding another character. She, she makes electric fences. There was Battle Battlefield Five is getting some new maps. Didn't care. Um, there's sports games, FIFA and Madden. Didn't care. The Sims. I didn't watch that bit. I had tuned out before The Sims happened as well. Yeah, you you um, ran off to go and do your stream. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not really that fussed about sports or The Sims. Off we go. Um, yeah. Ubisoft. We can talk a bit about Ubisoft. I, I like the beginning and the end, and I was bored as fuck through the middle of it. Uh, so yeah, so the beginning was... um, uh, What was that fucking thing? Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. I, I want to play a hacker granny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I... um. I'm not super. Oh my god! Their whole insistence that this this new um, Watchdogs game isn't political. It's set in post post Brexit London, where the National Health Service has been dismantled. So Grandad has to buy a kidney on the dark web with cryptocurrency. There's human trafficking happening in Camden markets. Um, they talk about how it's like ah the rise of extremism and a. Uh, a fucking authoritarian government and a surveillance state. It's not political. Absolutely though. not political, Gav. Uh, it looked it looked a lot like London. Like yeah, like Piccadilly Circus. Great. Um, 
Camden looked like Camden. Like, that's, oh, that's Camden Stables, and there's that giant statue of a horse that for some reason exists in Camden. There was the inside of a pub, and I was like, that looks, that looks that authentically pubby. like an English pub. That's that's not an American trying to guess at an English pub. Someone's yeah. been in an English Someone's pub. Someone's been to a pub. Yes. Um, Adventure Time in Brawlhalla? Yeah. That I don't play Brawlhalla, but I don't I'm play Brawlhalla, but I like Adventure Time. Indeed. Uh, that was where we got the uh, roller, roller, roller girl, ro- roller champions. That's it. Yeah, it felt more like rollerball than roller derby, but there we go. Yeah, but uh, it, here's the thing: it, it doesn't follow the rules of roller derby, but it feels like roller derby once you're playing it. Uh, gods and monsters towards the end there. That looked pretty. We, we got a CG trailer for it. It was very painterly. Too um, many CG trailer. Yeah, this year was just so many CG trailers. You, you play a little girl in that who has like a helmet on. She's gonna go fight all the. It looks like she's gonna go fight all the Greek god monsters. She's the one the gods call on when they need a hand. Yeah. Um. I'm just double checking. I don't think there was anything uh, else of any play particular. Plus announcement from that. Oh yeah, you can pay a subscription fee to get all the, all the that stuff. Most of Ubisoft's conference was fucking uh, Tom Clancy shit. Yeah. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Tom Clancy's The Division Two. Tom Clancy's whatever it is. Quarantine. Tom Clancy's. Um, the mobile game that was all the Tom Clancy characters. It was it was a lot of oh Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Their whole conference was shooty bang bang Tom Clancy. Yeah, I was falling asleep. <laughs> I yeah, must be honest. I'm just double checking. There was nothing else in that one. I don't think so. Yeah, what what one should we go on to from there? Xbox. Yeah, Xbox had a lot of stuff. Um. <laughs> I, I can't say how much of it I cared about. Outer Worlds um, looks interesting. Next gen consoles are coming next winter. Um, yeah. 8K, 120 frames a second. I believe, ray tra- I'll ray believe 120 second. 120 uh, frames a second when yeah. I see it. I, here's the thing if they're aiming for 120 frames a second, that means we might get 60 stable frames 60. a second. Uh, yeah, stable 60 as a standard. And that I'll be happy with. Aim for 120 so we can fucking get 60 most of the if, time. If we get. 8K in, in yeah. scare quotes, we we might actually get what we might actually yeah. get is stable, genuine 4K as opposed yeah. to what is it, interlaced version? Uh, so the PS4 does like weird checkerboxed interlaced yeah, uh, 4K. Yeah. The Xbox One X, I believe, actually does 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a very expensive box. Um, at the very least, they did say backwards compatibility for all the previous Xboxes, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. That that's the thing. It's going to launch with a Halo. Um, I'm very hyped for that. Yeah. What else was there in that conference? Uh, Bleeding Edge. I will die for Buttercup. Oh my god, Buttercup, the pink hair motorcycle, uh, uh, chainsaw motorcycle lady. Yeah. No, she is the standout character. I I did not see that game coming from the Hellblade people. That their last game was like one person alone battling psychosis. Ah. Well. See, they have they have yeah. some variety up this uh, Battletoads got a trailer. Eh, I, I never liked, played the original. So. I like the art style. It looked like oh, yeah. a nice th- co-op side scrolly beat 'em up. Like, and the 3D sections looked like classic 3D yeah. sections. I think I think we will probably end up playing that and having a good time with it. I imagine. Maybe, maybe. I, I could see us having a fun afternoon playing some co-op. Yeah. New Ori. Oh yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. It was so cute. It's so cute. Um, Microsoft has bought Double Fine. Um, not a good thing that more of the industry is being bought under by a single company and we're, you know, having exclusivity. But Double Fine has been struggling financially for so long. 
I'm I'm glad that they I wasn't were... aware of this, but I'm, um, I'm not a huge a huge fan of that sort of thing. Yeah, no, the the last like five to ten years, they've been crowdfunding every game they put out and not making enough money back to avoid crowdfunding the next one. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they have some stability and hopefully will just make the game rather than stretching themselves way too thin trying to fulfil yeah. stretch goals. And we got to see some some Psychonauts too, which is still looking great. Yep. Um, and pleasantly surreal. Hopefully now that they have Microsoft funding, we might see a uh, Brutal Legend 2 someday. Maybe better. Um, uh, we saw Minecraft uh, Dungeons. Yeah. Which looks really interesting. It's a sort of Diablo-esque game in the Minecraft yeah. world. You can play it in co-op. That's coming to other stuff as well, like it's coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Tales of Arise. It's a new Tales of game. It looked pretty beautiful. Yeah. It was quite weird when that man pulled a sword out of the woman's cleavage. Scattering the power of her eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. Spirit Pharaoh. Looks adorable and I want to hug a dear friend. The art style looks a lot like Battle Chef Brigade, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems to be about making a house for a bunch of uh, ghosts, uh, ghost spirit animals, and then eventually they move on to the other side. I saw Keanu Reeves, but I don't care about the game related yeah. to that. But um, Keanu was nice to yeah. see. Yeah, C- Cyberpunk 2077, that trailer made me want that game to be in third person, and I still have a bunch of reservations about that game because of the behaviours of the people who made it. But yeah. Keanu Reeves is nice. Yeah, screw said Project Red. But <laughs> um, it, it, and, and somebody else pointed out on Twitter, like, of all the things to do with Cyberpunk... They pick yeah. a generic white guy with mods yeah. to be the, the cover-up for that game. Well, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, Microsoft Flight Sim. I'm really into my flight sims. Mm. I'm very excited for a shiny 4K flight sim. Legend of Right. Looks oh, like a really yeah. interesting art style for a, a, an RPG game. Uh, like we, pen and paper aesthetic. Yeah. We got a trailer for um, Elden Ring, which is the, the From Software, the Dark Souls people, their game with George R.R. R. Martin. One for you, perhaps. Uh, it has a CGI trailer that showed us nothing, but like <laughs> apparently it's going to be more like Dark Souls than it was like uh, than Sekiro, which is a positive thing to me, and it's going to be a little less bleak and a bit more hopeful. Supermarket so, Shriek. Oh yeah, that game continues to be amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing I want us together. to scream into microphones together. It's Yay! gonna be great. I'm I'm on good terms with the developer. I will make sure we get a <laughs> copy of that so that we can we can scream together. Age of Empires 2 is coming out again. Yeah. For some reason. When's then Age of Empires 4, please? Um Blair Witch got a CGI trailer. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? We were sitting there during the trailer and I'm going, Black like, Hills, I know Black Hills from something. We were I there know. like, is it Silent Hills? Is it is it gonna like, be like an outlast not... game or something? Yeah, there was a very Outlast vibe to it, but then yeah. I suppose it's found footage, so that makes sense. Yeah. And then it sort of panned out, and it was like, oh, it's Blair Witch. <laughs> and you were like, what? I was like, that's that's the Blair Witch symbol. Uh, I think that's all I got out of the Microsoft one. Uh, Star Wars, Skywalker Starga. I am very hyped for HD original oh, yeah. trilogy and um, all, all of the, the middle Star- trilogy. All of, yeah, all of the Star Wars films in one Lego game. Yeah. Heck, sure, why not? Yeah, and, and the quality of those looked really, really good. It looked nice. Yeah. Uh, what other conferences were there? Um, what else? Oh, 12 Minutes looks fascinating. Oh god, 12 Minutes looks great. It's a, a a game where you're stuck in a 12 minute long time loop. Your wife might have murdered her dad. There's a person pretending to be a police officer who's really banging not and is banging the door down. And it's a limited amount of space. What can you do with 12 Minutes to escape okay, this time narrative. loop? And I guess... Without freaking out people that you know the future. Yeah, because that the, the the first loop we saw in the trailer was he was trying to be like, look, I know what's going to happen. It's because I know the future. We're in a time loop. Please listen to me. And she just like freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Ah. Uh, 
I'm very, I'm very curious to know where they go with that. Yeah, I, I, I love a good time loop narrative. Um, way to the woods. Oh, way to the woods. Yeah. I, I saw something about this today. Actually, someone was talking about how um the original art first showed up on I think it was Reddit. Yeah. Um, and the creator was like 16 years old. And like, hey, I made this. So I did this thing. Uh, Do you want to see my the, name? The music is made by the Steven Universe music people. <laughs> So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very hyped for that. Uh, was there anything else in that conference? Uh, Forza, not my thing. Lego! Oh my god! Oh Lego! Ah! I would buy a Lego Forza game. Just give me a Lego Forza game. <laughs> I I won't play it. I just like all the Lego. Wait, I would play a Lego driving <laughs> game. Um, State of Decay, new thing. Mm-hmm. Crossfire X, me. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Fantasy Star Online too. I'm very happy for people that that exists. I can't let myself play MMOs, but like I played the original one. I loved it. Um, I but you can play the original in, in single player. Yeah, that I was very hyped for. What I was unhyped for was the fact that they said, "Oh, free to play." Oh shit, no. Yeah. Well, that the people have been asking for that for like seven years to get localized. So I'm glad it's happening yeah. for those people. I'm very hyped. I think I originally played it on like the GameCube or something. Yeah. Um. What else was there? Bethesda. Uh. Forty minutes of them dancing around like, oh, we take your feedback very seriously, <laughs> even when it's a, you know, it's challenging. We're gonna almost um, apology, uh, apologize yeah. for a bunch of stuff. Uh, Fallout seventy six, it's getting a battle royale mode, and they're putting some actual for- uh, some actual Fallout in it. Yeah. They're putting NPCs that have a story, and you can have conversations with, and a quest. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think they. Upset a lot of their core audience. Yeah, they they have. It's a little too late to go. Oh, we added some Fallout to our Fallout game. Yeah, I mean, especially considering the deep discounts that were going like yeah. in the first week or so. I don't think. Oh, anyone who bought that day one got burned. Badly burned. Yeah. Um. The only the vaguely interesting things in there is um. Um, Miyazaki, I think it was Miyazaki's new, uh, new game, the, what was it, Ghostwire Tokyo, Ghost, yes. Ghostwire Tokyo? Yes. It was a CGR trailer, it didn't tell us anything, he makes... Pleasantly it, spooky. Yeah, it was spooky, people were vanishing, their clothes were left behind. Uh, that was the person that made The Evil Within, I think? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was that person, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll play a new thing from you. Uh, new Commander Keen. Uh, it's a phone game. What a thing to resurrect. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, like, the people who would remember that brand aren't gonna want this weird phone game. I don't want that weird phone game. The people who they (laughs) can sell that phone game to won't care about the brand. So, I don't know who that game's for. The only thing that I am looking forward to, fingers crossed, is that we will get to see a secret level in Doom Eternal, which we'll mention in a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Where there is, like, the new commander's commander's keen, because there's two of them. Yes. Um, just sort of hanging in in a room somewhere <laughs> and you have to shoot them to make the secret exit <laughs> um i was excited for um uh deathloop which is the other oh. time time loop game that uh, the art style for that was really interesting yeah. like the fact that they kept throwing in like weird 70s like orange stuff yeah, with it, the, uh, white lines yeah so the the idea is two people the people are trapped in a time loop and there's one person who's like if i kill you the time loop will end, and that's what I want. And the other one's like, if I kill you, the time loop will keep going, and that's great. And they both think that killing the other one will 
either stop or keep the time loop going in the way they want. It seems really interesting. Mm. I I want that game. I'm curious which side you play as, or if you get to play as both. Uh, I'm intrigued. uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. (sighs) Live action trailer, live action trailer, be distracted, be distracted. The audience went fucking wild. And Um, then there's everyone else in the audience going, "Uh (laughs) Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wolfenstein Youngblood Two Wolfensteins Yeah there's a VR game Where you's, you're in a mech in Paris Shooting Nazis <laughs> And there's Youngblood Where you're two Sort of goth girls In Paris shooting Nazis I absolutely loved The Wolfenstein Announcements Because the guy came on stage And was like Killing Nazis Killing Nazis Killing Nazis Killing Nazis What about some killing Nazis he's, he's... And the audience was loving it Here's the thing <laughs> I think I think like he went, He may have gone like a little too hard on that. I think part of it was, oh, we did some marketing about killing Nazis last year and that went well. So let's just say killing Nazis again and again and again and again. But that was the first time that we, what sounded like genuine cheers I will as give opposed you that. to paid for cheers. Okay. Like, those, we get to kill Nazis. Can I just say, those, yes. those other cheers weren't paid for. Um, you know all those like shots where they were interviewing overly ex- um, excited fans? Those people were the people in the front rows. Right. Um, so there's one of those I do want to make a point about. I, mm, I, ooh, I'm I, a bit grumbly at Bethesda about one of them. Right. I, I'm glad that this woman has this story, but one of them was, um, I was suicidal and I'm not now. The only, du- the only dark places I'm allowed to go now are dungeons in the Elder Scrolls Online. Did you, did you miss that one? No. Uh, that, that one what? felt... Yeah, that was it was such a weird one. I'm like, I'm glad, lady, that you found a thing that helped yeah. you, but like it's good. I I watched that clip and could just feel the Beth- the Bethesda executive going, Oh my god, this is fucking marketing gold. Yeah, we're gonna fucking oh, oh, we're, our games are gonna look so good because this woman didn't kill herself. And I'm like, oh well fucking no. They're just faffing themselves into but oblivion. That's where those, Such good metrics! But that's where those screams were coming from, is those people. Right, okay. Um, uh, Doom as hell. Yeah, it looks like more Doom 2016. Yeah! I'll take that. Yeah! Uh, you know what I'm really happy about? Bethesda have been really good about the games that they're doing that are getting Switch ports, and now getting them the same day as the other consoles. Mm-hmm. Like, Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming the same day as it is on the other consoles. Bethesda's really got behind the Switch nicely. Mm. They've worked hard on good ports. Um, What else? What other conferences? We did PC, I think. We didn't mention Skatebird. Oh, Skatebird, I think, was in the kind of funny showcase. Um, Um, The weird thing is, I haven't watched the kind of funny. I've watched your thing of the kind of funny, which is where I spotted this again. Yes. This showed up on my Twitter the other day, and I was like, oh, there's a Kickstarter for this really cute skateboarding with birds game. You you, you play tiny little Tweety Birds on, like, little uh, tech deck finger skateboards skating around a house. And I like the way they do little flaps to give themselves a little bit more time to land. Because that's always the bit that fucks me up in yeah. skateboarding games. Um, like, ah, I'm not quite ready to land. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix, we got footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake. <sighs> I, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I like the look of the, the, the real-time... It looks then, beautiful. Um, ...menu-based combat system. It looks beautiful. I'm glad it's two games and not three. What concerns me is... <laughs> yeah... They're taking what is five or six hours of gameplay from the original game and going, this is going to be a full RPG. I- so two questions arise from that. Like, I, don't get me wrong, Like, as I know that you're you're keen on the Midgar thing. I like the Midgar thing, I like the aesthetic of Midgar, I like the whole thing of that. The question is, if that's 
technically half of a game, but in its own right, a full game. Like, what comes next? Do you just, like, load up your characters from the end of that? Are they capped at level something? I I don't know. I think that those are all very valid questions to ask. I'm not panicking until I see that those things have gone wrong. Mm. At the moment, I'm just in the mode of... This game looks very nice, and that combat system looks nice, and I'm totally happy for them to super expand Midgar into a more, like, complete thing. I, everything I have seen, I am enjoying, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let myself panic about the things that we haven't seen go wrong yet. I agree with you that there are lots of ways they could go wrong, but I will wait until we have seen something that we're not happy with before I panic about it. I'm not unhappy with things. And I'm not really panicking about it. I'm just not keen on like I like I don't understand how that's going to work. That's that's fair. I I'm, I I'm willing to wait and let them show me how it's going to work before I respond. Okay. And um, I'm also concerned about fucking DLC material. Yeah, we'll we'll see how aggressive that is if it's just those three in that collector's edition or whatever. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is finally getting ported to new systems. That, yeah. You know. No, I I don't. I feel like it's um as you mentioned in your in your footage that it's just like the upscaled version that we saw yeah. on PS3. I want better character models. I want like. Have you gone back and compared side to side how this looks compared to the original game? These are clearly new character models. I need to see more of it definitely. Yeah. but I, like I, the I'm not totally I, sold yet. Here's depends the, how much it is. Here's the thing for me. This game for the last like couple of console generations has just not got re-released, which uh, because like the original they lost the source code and there's some licensing of music issues. Ugh. Um, I'm just super glad that like for archival's sake that game is available in more places, mm. even if it's just the original game put out on new consoles. I am glad that like I would like to have on my Switch Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten, ten two, uh. Uh, 12 is it or like yeah Wh- whichever one wasn't the MMO um, uh, yeah 11 was the MMO and okay, 14 so, yeah. and, and 13 and 14 uh, yeah so 12, uh, 12 but like if I could have Final Fantasy 7 through 12 excluding 11 or in one thing where if I want to play one of those games I have them all that's I'm happy about that yeah I'm, if, I'm, the, if the price is good I'm I'm definitely up for getting Final Fantasy 8 again because it is my favourite Final Fantasy yeah. despite having the middle name Eris <laughs> uh, what else was there in that one I don't think there was much Else, uh, we saw Avengers gameplay. I was excited right up until the second that they told us um, live service. Yeah. Oh, we have plans for content for this for the next number of years. Like, and I'm yikes. like, oh no, I suddenly don't care. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, should we talk about Nintendo's conference? Always. Um, two new Smash Brothers characters, the hero from Dragon Quest and Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Uh, the I love that they're raring to go. Uh, I, I, that that trailer looked so nice. They they kept so many iconic things of how the original game treated, like how you got around and did things in that mm-hmm. game. It seems like a very faithful adaptation. Thank you, Microsoft, for being on good terms with Nintendo. We got like this. We got a port of Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah. Put that alongside like Cuphead and Hellblade getting ports. I'm glad that Microsoft and Nintendo were on good speaking terms. It's super lucky to tell good. I've never played it. Um, I I thought it was an enjoyable platformer. It was. It, it's probably one of the best 3D platformers on the Xbox One. Okay. Like I'm. I I will totally replay that on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What else did we get? Breath of the Wild sequel trailer. <laughs> oh, heck. Uh, it certainly looks like it's going to be in the same um, well, overworld yeah. as Breath of the Wild, which means, hey, they're saving a bunch of resources on not having to make the open world again. Please drop a bunch of extra shit in that open world, like dungeons. Yeah. Give us some I mean, traditional like, dungeons, Even if it's maybe. not like as many mini dungeons as we've had before, if it's yeah. maybe like eight solid dungeons in the classic yeah. style... I, yes, I, that, the main thing I I would like is like give us give us some dungeons to like to put to repopulate that world, um, and give us a story where the story is happening in real time. We're not getting flashbacks about the story, and let us have a female lead character. Yeah, that there is a lot of speculation from this trailer that like. At the very least, we might be able to pick a protagonist, or that Zelda might be playable. She's cut her hair short, ready for adventure. Yeah. She's, you know, up front with the torch, you know, going through yeah. this weird catacomb. There are bits of the footage that make it look like Link has been captured or fallen down a thing, and mm. I'm like, I'm ready for it. Because that's the thing, is if you let us play it as Princess Zelda, that's a great excuse for you. have none of your weapons. Linkle. None of your... Oh, Linkle. Be good. It's not going to be Linkle. Gonna... If it's anyone, it's going to be Zelda. But, like, that would be a great excuse to reset you back to, to starting point yeah. zero and to go, hey, here's that, that, that world you were in before, but you have a completely different tool set it's going to feel like a new adventure. Mm. So i that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'm very hyped. Uh, I didn't realise that was the last thing announced, but I was like, yes! Yeah, like, when they did the Banjo-Kazooie reveal and people lost their shit and they were like, actually, we have one more thing. I was like, wait. Where do you escalate I, from I there? was like, Banjo-Kazooie for Smash is not your closer? What the fuck are you going to show us? I don't think it helped that, like... You were saying, like, the day before, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Banjo for Smash. I was like, okay. I, here's the thing. I was... I There'd been a lot of talk about it. I'd resigned myself to assuming it wasn't going to happen. When we opened with the Dragon Quest character, I was like, oh, that's our Smash character for the mm -hmm. E3 Direct. I did... They they got me. They got me saving Banjo for the end. Oh, the Builders 2, um, speaking of Dragon Quest, yes. Builders 2, the date for Switch seems to have vanished. Uh, it, it vanished during Square Enix's conference. It did show up during Nintendo's. Okay. It is the same date as the PS4 version. It's hey, July point, point. 12th. God, that's a month away. Oh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play that. In, we're gonna play that in co-op together. That's gonna be so good. Assuming I can afford it. <laughs> that's that's fine. I, if I can, I'll try and sort you a copy. If if not, but I, I I will get up with you before work and we'll just play it before work together. We'll play some co-op. It'll be lovely. I'll help you fix the car. So. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Animal Crossing got delayed, but it did get a trailer. Looks a lot like Animal Crossing. This is the first Animal Crossing in a while. I've looked at it and gone, actually, maybe. Yeah, never, never. Uh, we got a trailer for No More Heroes 3. Yeah. I like No More Heroes 1 and 2. I'm, I hated the Switch top-down thingy-bob indie one. Mm. I'm glad this looks like it's going back to being a proper mainline-numbered No More Heroes. Uh, Astral Chain is that Platinum Games thing with the, the, the people, the cop-looking people who are, like, laser-chained to creatures that they fight with. I, I'm really excited for that. I like Platinum stuff. Mm -hmm. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yay! I haven't played one since the original, and I finished that in, like, a day. Yeah, I'm ready for a longer Luigi's Mansion. Uh, I want more Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. You can play as Gooigi, play it in co-op. <laughs> I got your Gooigi right here. Uh, there's uh, there's co-op where you have to try and clear floors in a mansion. Mm. It looks like it looks like a fun Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, and what up to was it four or eight player? Uh, this seems like a lot of people. I I, th I think it was four player. It was four with the four Gooigis. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, 
Luigi, uh, yeah, we did Luigi's Mansion. The Witcher 3 is getting a port to Switch. Um, that looked like a surprisingly competent port, considering how technically demanding that game is. Oh. Um, we got to see some more Link's Awakening. Oh, yeah. And the L- custom dungeons. Yes. I-, I hope that we can share those with other people. I hope so, too. And I hear the um, the colour dungeon from DX is going to be in there. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, the-, the listing on Nintendo's website says that that game supports one to four players, which I assume means that you can share those things with other people, those oh. dungeons. Um, Trials of Mana, the third Secret of Mana series game that never got localised. Is that the third... Yeah, because it was, um, it's... Secret Mana isn't the first one. No, 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 no. Um, it's, uh, Final Fantasy Adventures yes. is the first one. Then it's Secret of Mana. And Chrono Trigger. Uh, okay. Uh, Chrono Trigger is, is like, it's connected, but it's not a, a, an old mana game, apparently. That's, apparently they don't view it as, like, in that same chronology. But, um, yeah, the sequel, the sequel to Secret of Mana that never got localized. Yeah. Uh it's now called Trials of Mana. You can get it in a collection of like the old versions and like the localized old one. Or in early next year there's a really nice 3D remake that's uh, happening. Yeah, I've played what is it something something three. The, S- the Dentetsu Suika Dentetsu yeah. three. That's it. I started playing it. Did it you play like a fan translation I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, it, it's I, it's I, a nice looking I lost track game. of it some way through, but um yeah. I I am totally on board with that 3D remake that's happening early, oh. early next year. It looked gorgeous. Yeah. Um, was there anything else from Nintendo? I think I think that was the bulk of it. No, more two more Zelda's. That's a good start for me. Yeah, two more Zelda's is all I really need. That's that's basically everything I watched this week. Oh, oh uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield won't support the whole Pokedex of every single Pokemon, so maybe my whole shiny Pokedex might not be able to go over to Sword and Shield. And you can only vaguely use your Pokemon Go Plus. Uh, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Ball, sorry. Yeah, the game still looks fantastic. I'm glad that it's got a mix of overworld and random battles. That looks mm. cool. Um, I'm going to play it. I'm going to fucking love it, I'm sure. Uh, did you watch anything that wasn't E3? <laughs> uh... No, oh, Devolver press conference. Oh yeah, don't forget them. Um, Carrion looks interesting. Yeah, you play a, a massive writhing tentacles oh. that's fighting its way out of a base while like fucking eating everyone. Yes. Um, there is a Enter the Gungeon arcade cabinet. Yeah. Um, there's knockoff demakes of a bunch of Devolver's games that Devolver you can... bootlegs. Yeah. yeah, that's on Steam for like three quid. Yeah, I started playing some of those oh, a little right. bit. I've oh. not played the whole way through them, but okay. they are surprisingly fun demakes of existing games. I do like a good demake. Yeah, it's it's a nice knockoff demake collection. Nice. Um, the narrative was. I thought that was an interesting turn to take, and it felt very sort of We're ripping off our own games. It felt very modern with where the industry is right now in terms of their switch to uh, the different format of Devolver presentation. Yeah. They're very aware of the, the shifting tide of the industry. Yeah. I think that's everything I watched. Um, what else was in there? More footage from my friend Pedro. Oh yeah, that's coming out pretty soon. That looks fun, but still looks fun. Yeah. I can't remember if there are any other games from Devolver, but yeah. they. Oh, um, Picnic in Paradise. I don't remember what that is. It's the expansion pack for the... Oh, yes, for the Messenger. Yes. The lesson, that that looks fun as well. They yeah. had some they had some neat looking stuff. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's everything I've watched. I think that's I think that's enough E3 now. 
Yeah. Have you got anything not E3 that you watched? No. no? Okay. It's time for it's this. No time for anything. It's time for this. It's we need a rest. Got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? This week's sponsor is well, well. You know how you might be excited for a thing, yeah, and you want to know all about the thing that's yeah, coming, yeah. and like you're ready for it, you're hyped <laughs> yeah, for it, and you yeah. just want to know like what am I going to experience when I get to get the thing? Yeah. How would you completely mask that and deflect people? Are we sponsored by CGI trailers that don't actually tell us anything but do make us feel excited and like we got an update? Absolutely. Oh my god. Right? Fantastic. I know. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. They they had a they, they had a real good um you know they they sold a lot of those at E3. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. was buying them. Yeah. That, that, I mean, and as it is still like the tail of indie V3 week. And obviously now is the time of year when they're, you know, business is slowing down a little bit. They've had it with E3, but you, the person <gasps> at home. Th- they're selling them to us, the consumer. Exactly. <gasps> How about this? Like, think about it. You're, you're uh, Perhaps you're on Tinder or something <gasps> like that. Uh, other dating apps are available. Um, and But, you know, why experience an actual date with you when someone could watch a CD, CGI trailer of, <sighs> of what it would be like to perhaps... To go on a date, Is and that... perhaps there'll be like whooshy scenes of a restaurant, and and like nice photorealistic uh, scenes of, of there's, tables. There's no and actual napkins. footage of you, or you no, know, no. there's no ability to get a sense for what your dialogue is like. Exactly, uh, you know, it's just you know, the it's gameplay a, mechanics. It's a tone piece. Exactly, it just sort of sets the tone, oh. gets you hyped for what a date might be. If, so if I want to get a personal CGI trailer that doesn't tell anyone anything, but does make the viewer look quite cool. Mm. Where can I get one? Head on over to siliconshinynights.lol.net and click on the big microphone after the big CGI trailer for the website has played <laughs> and and click on the microphone and then when the CGI trailer for the microphone text box uh, has finished playing, it's about 15 minutes long, but it's, it's definitely worth it. You do get a real experience for what you're going to get once you get that text box and it's very shiny, lots of nice lighting effects. Like I'd never seen a photorealistic text box quite this good. Oh. And if you get you get in there, you type in the in the thing, you enter the code Q and PS seventy one, you too can get fifteen percent off your first uh, thirty second or longer CGI trailer. Heck. For anything you want. Oh, I'm gonna get a CGI trailer for going to the post office. Make that feel like an exciting adventure. Nice. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi, 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 hi. We're really busy. Oh, I know, I know. The, you know, the, 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 this trade show going on has been a, it's been an absolute nightmare trying to keep on top. Of it everything. is the one wor- week a year when I actually have to do some work that isn't flogging oh, someone. Goodness, goodness! And I am appalled. So, so I don't know. I don't know if you if you had the chance to catch our press conference we did, but I, 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 uh, I hope you don't mind. I took the liberty of uh, doing something without running it past the board. I think I had yeah, a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know how we've been getting a lot of flack recently for... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the Twitter debacle. Yeah, where we keep saying things that are offensive, yeah. and we keep, you know, overworking our staff to hell. Yeah, there's a lot of crunch been going on. Yeah, yeah. Some so, crunched. I think, I think I might have managed to distract the gamers from that. Yeah. Do you want to know what I did? 
I mean, I, it's got to be something big, so, right? So, I spent some of our budget. I did have to fly someone out. I, it did cost a little bit of money. But I think the, the amount of goodwill we got out of it justifies spending some of our money. Right. You know how everyone loves that uh, that, that that actor. That that one that looks like he never ages and that everyone just loves because he's a real sweetheart. The Ant-Man guy? Uh, no, no, no. The one that was uh, in, in that movie about the virtual world. Uh, the, the Lawnmower Man? No, no, no. That, 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 uh, that, that one, uh, the, there was a bunch of clones of the same man. The, 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 the dot matrix printer thing. The, oh, that, um, that, uh, Ma- Ma- uh, yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, we, we got that, that actor everyone likes. Uh, we stuck him up on stage. We, we, yeah. we put, we put a model of him in the game and then made him walk oh. out on stage. Uh, he told someone that, that they were fa- fabulous. Yeah. And I mean, I'm pretty sure we distracted him. Did we pay him, him for that? Or did he... Uh, we flew him out. I guess. So, I mean, that's the least you could do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you found a nice person that was willing to work with us? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, he's not really in the video game industry, so right, we just, right. like, banked on the fact he wouldn't know about the shitty behavior. Right, and said, right. hey, we'll put you in a video game. It's got old sorts of techno bullshit. You were in a film with techno bullshit. You'll like that. Wow, we are really dragging down that guy's reputation. Oh, I know. But he's really dragging ours up somehow. I mean, you know, goodwill of good people. I mean, I, I don't get exactly. those kind of things. So I think I, I did the right thing. You there. know, I hope you don't mind that I spent some of the the, the budget. But, no, uh, no, you're you're a fucking genius. Uh, yeah, uh, you want some of that, mate? Oh, that's that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you know? Oh, no. You know the London Underground, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Do you know that was all dug out by huge rats? I did not know that it was done by huge rats. Why did you huge rats? Why did they do that? Yeah, well, what it is, yeah, they they dug it out uh, as as like a maze, <sighs> as a maze for like. Like, tourists and, and business people. So, like, they could just examine, like, the how those people, like, walk around the maze. It's like an experiment on, like, time and motion and how people cope. They're watching us. Oh, are they, are they studying things like how well we can remember how to get to the rewards that are hidden in various places around the city? Exactly, exactly, and like you know, if you if you go down the wrong tunnel, you might not be rewarded. No. And then you know they're seeing if those people will learn from having had the experience oh, previously. And, and and you know that that you get the the route more effectively and quickly without having to stop and think if you do it lots of times. Exactly, exactly, and like and also working out how dependent they become on it. Like, will people like eventually not know what how things connect above in the surface, or are they always coming down underground to go back through the tunnels that they've been through before because yeah. it's more familiar? And the rats are watching that. Yeah. And if we cr- if we close off part of the maze, will they be able to work out still how to get out? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's a proper science experiment. <laughs>
Yeah, and you know, we thought perhaps we were watching the rats. Oh, the rats, oh. they're watching, they're watching us. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <gasps> what did you put in your ears? My ears? Yeah. Uh, there were two main things. We went and ha- had one of them nights where we experienced some live music at the we weekend. Did. Should we talk about Sam Battalion first? Yeah, we've uh, talked about them before, but they're kick ass. Yeah, we got to see more of their set this time because last time we saw Sam Battalion, we walked like in five minutes before they finished. Yeah. Uh, they play a bunch of. Um, There's dr- about 20 or maybe a few more yeah. uh, of them, and they all have. Various types of drums they, and cowbells. They, and they play entirely with percussion and nothing else, and they have a man that conducts them while being very sort of flamboyant and, and extra with his whistle, waving his arms about. Um, they're a fantastic thing. Like if, if you've ever, they there are very few feelings like being in a small room with twenty drums and nothing else for an hour and not noticing the time go past. Yeah, um, it's it's good. I think I mean like any sort of hardcore drumming. Yeah. Uh, and Samba, like, it has a, just a... It really goes right through it, you. It's one of those things where you can just sort of feel yourself going along with I've it. I've got to move. I, I had, like, a little uh, a pen and just, like, a fairly full water bottle. I was just, like, fucking drumming along. Drumming like, yep, I'm having a great time. It was beautiful. Feeling it reverb through my hand. It was, it was great. Uh, yeah. I... I well, let, let me see. I've got the thing of, of who we saw that night. Uh, I know another one we saw yeah. during the night. Big Red Ass. Big Red Ass? Yeah, it's that Scar band that we saw. Um, so how, how do I put this? Big Red Ass are a Scar band that definitely don't take themselves very seriously. And know their audience. Um, okay, Mo- most of their songs are very, 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 very li- uh, lyrically simple. Mm-hmm. Because they, they know that their typical audience is people who enjoy Scar, but are also very, very, very inebriated and can't deal with more than a few words mm-hmm. so there's such songs as hat where you they 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 make you sort of put on and take off an imaginary hat while going hat 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 everybody doth your hat um, um oyster card yeah there's oyster card um there there is pay Oh, hooray. Hooray was wonderful. Uh, there's paper where every now and then they'll just hold out a piece of paper and you have to shout the thing that's on the paper. It's like, the paper! The paper! The paper! The paper! Yeah, it um, was very silly. It was incredibly silly. It's one of those things where like you would see people like skanking along up the front having a great time, and then you just watch the ripple go across faces <laughs> as people realised what they were singing and going... Hang on a minute! Have <laughs> I been dancing to a song where the only words are oyster card? Yes. And it's like, yes, we recognise the absurdity of what we're doing. It's fine. And I had a blast. I would fucking love to see them play again. Yeah, they, we. They are not a band to. They are a band to go and see when you're a little bit fucked up. Definitely. <laughs> they, they they are clearly play to um a specific audience. A specific audience of people who are a little bit. Messy. Yeah, a little bit out of it. Well, there was a lovely set from uh, Mr. Tumnus and Tenacious T. Oh, they put on a great set. They did put, put a really nice set oh. together, sort of some old school classics. And... It, it, I, I love that they had a, a a huge fucking paper dragon in the room that, that breathed breathe smoke. smoke. There's a bubble machine. I do love a good and bubble machine. And the bubble machine. machine. Um, I joined the Kazoo Orchestra. I missed the Kazoo Orchestra. I'm very Aww. sad I missed the Kazoo Orchestra. Um, who else did we see? Oh, we started the evening with Mr. Sandman, who did, like, just some really sweet, 
um, some some of it as far back as like twenties music. Yeah, just like some nice, uh, like a little bit of um, like swing into some sort of like fifties jukebox classics. Very ling- uh, lyrically sim again, very lyrically simple stuff, but in a very different way to Big Red Ass. Yes, it it was just very wholesome lyrically, very, very wholesome sort of facts. classic American. Yeah. Music. It was fun. It was sweet. It was a nice, gentle way to start the night. Yeah. But yeah. Have you listened to anything else this week? I've listened to Left at London on 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 um on that Bandcamp. Oh heck, go check out Tonal Whiplash, the first episode of which I interview Left at London. That's what made me check out Left at London. But yeah, tell me about Left at London's music. It's good music. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Hang on, I will find. Uh, yeah, so I listened to two albums. I listened to, I guess, Purple Heart. Is, yeah. And it's a purple heart it, it's emoji. Purple emoji. Um, and uh, Transgender Street, Street, Vol- Street Legend Volume 1, which is the one I've actually heard about, because yeah, yeah. she mentions it on, on her Twitter a lot. Um, Reg- Re- Revolution Lover is the, the sort of opening track on that, and it's like... It's quite upbeat and, and good in that. Yeah, like I really, I really like that. It's one I need to listen to again. I've only listened to each of these once, so I haven't yeah. really had a, a proper chance to get right. She into made it. good music. She did make good music, and Waiting on a Ghost I really liked oh, as well. Yeah, um, I want to listen to I Don't Trust You anymore um, again. Yeah, because I feel like that needs a bit more time with it. Yeah, Le- Left at London's really interesting in that, like. M- most people know her from, and where she got a lot of her starting following was from. Being in some silly, stupid vines back in the day. Like, if you've ever seen the vine that was, um... <laughs> I do that. I do that. Um, but she's very much managed to leverage that into a much more, like, creative, serious career. Like, she's done some very widespread um, comedy stuff around music. Like, she does a lot of videos that are like, um, here is how to make a insert artist song, and will sort of parody like the, the sound that all of their tracks of that artist seem mm-hmm. to have. But she also makes like legitimately good music herself, and I yes. it, it's very interesting watching someone go from, you know me from six seconds of out of context thing, <laughs> into like, no, I'm gonna make this a thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some serious work. Mm-hmm. And it's good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you've got any others? That's everything I've listened to. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Story time, it's time for story. What's the story? We're going to make it up. Oh, tell me some story prompts. I will tell you some story prompt from uh, Fancy Wookie okay. on Twitter. We have um, a Nokia 3310 with 28 pence, pence of credit. Oh, that's that's a card from, from that card game, game, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. I feel like this is a prop we can use in a later story. Okay. Maybe let, let's okay. continue and come back to that. A sentient cardboard box that just wants to chat to people from Callum Turner. Well, I suppose that the the sentient cardboard box could use the the phone with the twenty eight p. Maybe the sentient cardboard box is asking people for money so they can get slightly more credit. Yeah, twenty eight p doesn't twenty eight p on 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 my Nokia thirty three ten. Yeah, let, let me at least get a five year stop up, then I can get like a goodie bag or can, something can with some me? minutes. I just just want to just want to chat to my family. My 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 child has just been born. A brand new baby box made from recycled material. And all I've got is twenty eight p. That's not going to get me long enough to you know actually get through the phone line to get to me wife who's had the kids. 
I can't connect. I can't connect. I need to. It's a thirty p. It's a thirty p connection charge. Come on, come on. Could you, you just help us out? Just, oh, just, just a quick credit. If you if you do it directly over the phone and with with your card, you don't have to put like a full fiver on there or nothing. <laughs> and and I have to move up north for plot reasons. Uh, but I don't understand the language barrier, so no one will give me this extra two p that I need to make a call. Excuse me. I, I don't need now. <laughs> being being from up north, I'm not doing it. I no. think Becky Blanchett. <laughs> Becky Becky gave that particular prompt. Becky yes. gave that prompt. I think she will will actually hurt me if I try and do it. Even a vaguely attempted half-assed northern a- uh, accent. That's fine. <laughs> I'll 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 do what you're too cowardly to do. To lion, to witch, and to oh water. god! You didn't just do it. You did the Michael McIntyre. I did the Michael <laughs> I did. I did the worst possible <laughs> version. That is the t- worst possible thing. <laughs> I oh. did. I did worst possible. She's thing. gonna pout. She's gonna. You she's know going, she's gonna pout. I know she's gonna pout. I'm sorry that I did the mockery of the northern. I was gonna say the northern language. Northern language, tit northern language, tit northern language, northern language. <laughs> Happens so. Uh, Tricky suggests a broadsword, a sword for broads, or made of broads. I don't know. So then they're fat. Somebody is uh, taking their their giant's uh, giant forge, and they're planning to knock the Norfolk broads into a sword. Oh, I wasn't thinking that way. I was thinking that, like, you've got a lesbian sword wielder using a magic sword to find their true love. It's, it's the broad sword. The, the the broad is using it to find a broad. Oh, I've never understood how that actually works. I, it? I don't know how, but... Broad, I, I, I've seen yeah, it in, like, 1920s yeah. films. Broad but... is definitely, like, has a history slang been used as slang for woman. So, the broad sword. It's a story about a woman, a, a lesbian, using a sword to find her Wait. true love. Where does it come from, though? I don't know. Like, Do you want me to look up the entomology of broad? Maybe, maybe after the show. <laughs> I'm doing it now. I'm I'm curious. Oh no! Uh, it's time for everyone's favourite E3 showcase, the Queer and Pleasant Strangers Conference. What new gaming innovations will they reveal? Um, we're doing away with loot boxes for the whole industry, not yep. just for our games. Yep. We're, we're banning loot boxes. Yep. Um, no more uh, podcast uh, loot boxes. Every game has um, diverse protagonists. Yep. No, no more games with only straight white men as protagonists. Yep. And and none of them on the box art either. Yeah. That that's uh, just yeah. how I'm gonna have it forever. Um, Ostigal suggests all we need is Keanu. And frankly, I think that's correct. Yeah. So I, I think I think I think somebody basically somebody sort of turns to Keanu and goes, "Hey Keanu, like you you seem really lovely and 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 genuine and nice. Um, do you know about all the stuff with Seder Project Red? Um, maybe." Uh, and he's like, "No, I'm not doing it anymore. Get me out of your game. You 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 got me in on the contract that said you're I'm I'm only going to remain in the game as long as you're not evil. But you were evil and transphobic and bad." And I am Keanu Reeve, the most purest human being since Mr. Rogers. Uh, I found out about the entomology of broad as slang for woman. Um, uh, it started around 1911, so mm-hmm. a good hundred years ago. Perhaps suggestive of broad hips, but it might also mm. trace to American English a broad wife. Word for a woman, oh, often a slave, 
away from her husband. Wow. Oh, that took a turn. That took a turn. Broad hips. I was like, okay, I can almost maybe see where you go in there. Um, it, it suggested immorality or coarse, low-class women. Um, oh. It had negative connotations. Um, yeah. It apparently uh, the long jump used to be called the broad jump, but got changed to the long jump because of its negative connotations. Well, that's that's a history I did not know. Let's not use that one. In maybe future. <laughs> maybe I will not make the lesbian film called The Broadsword. Yeah. Um, so, they're, they're taking the Norfolk broads, yep. and they're going to hammer them down to make a sword to find, uh, the giant's lesbian wife. I'm making it about giants now. There's a giant hammering the entire Norfolk broads down. Into just one sword. Into just one, one precious sword. Oh, there's got to be some precious metals there. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I've never thought about the mineral makeup of the Norfolk Broads. I'm going to assume that there are there are min- there are metal ores in there. Yeah. Uh, iron ore, gold ore, <laughs> iron ore, gold, <laughs> iron ore, gold ore. <laughs> I, I was making an ore joke. Yeah, that's fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me let me have a, another look. See if we've got any others. Uh, and Devin has suggested inside a dragon's stomach. And Samuel West has suggested TURNIPS! That, just just for clarity, that is all caps TURNIPS. Three exclamation marks. Just so you're aware of just the level of TURNIP. Um, Dragon ate too many TURNIPS. Dragon ate too many TURNIP and somebody has to go into the Dragon Tum Tum. So, yeah. like, go, like, this too many turnip, dragon the, friend. The, the dragon tries to breathe fire, and Arr. instead it just breathes vegetable vapor. <laughs> Is that not just vomiting at that point? It, no, it, it does, like, a vegetable burp. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, like, very sort of, like, oh, you had too many. You a had, turnip, you, if you will. Yeah, you had too much, like, spinach, now you're just doing spinach burps but so, for turnips. Uh, and previously the villagers had thought that perhaps the, the dragon, like, sat atop a... a like a horde of turnips, I think ter- a horde is enough to ex- all caps triple exclamation. Yes. I think. Yeah. So they'd been like, ah, yeah, we will placate the dragon with yet more turnips for the. There you go, dragon. Oh, thank, thank you very much. My dinner seems to be swelling. <laughs> oh. And then the dragon was like, well, I mean, it's a very large portion, but like they were very kind, and I do hate to see food go to waste, so I'm just gonna eat all of these turnips. I'll just cook them first. There we go. Um, nom, 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 nom. Mmm, crunchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think a bit of mayo on that one. Mmm, sriracha. Oh, good terms. Come. I ate too many turnips. I ate too many turnips. Call a doctor! Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm, a do- I'm a dragon doctor. I'm, I'm, a, dra- I'm a dragon doctor. What well, seems to be the problem? I do many turnips. I did a little dragon. I did a little turnipy burp earlier. I thought it was just going to be vape, but there was, some of it was a little bit chunky at the back of the throat. And I've got a very long throat. Oh. So it had a long way to go. Now I'm just thinking about the dynamics of a dragon being ill. Oh. <laughs> it's got a long way. And, and indeed, like a giraffe. Yeah. For a giraffe to throw up, that's got to be really committed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the the doctor gives the dragon some 
antacid to just sort of settle things down a bit and then teleports some of the turnips out <laughs> and just like, look, you don't, you don't need at least 30% of these turnips. This is too many turnip. I oh, know, I'm sorry. My eyes are bigger than my belly and possibly multiple stomachs. I don't know if dragons I... follow cow. I, I don't know. Cow I feel like you could make this work as a children's story about don't eat too much of a food, even if it's your favourite food. You can make a little picture book. The dragon make... that ate too many turnips. Yeah, the dragon that ate too many turnips. That's an adorable picture book right there. Yeah, and then the, the doctor who had to just crawl into the dragon's tum-tum and get some of the turnips out. Yeah. Uh, is that us done? I think that's all of the stories. Oh. So thank you very much to Samuel Weston and Devin and Becky Toothill and Tricky. And I've got to remember all of these names now. Hang on. And Fancy Wookie and Callum Turner and Arachnovolt, and Tricky, and Ostigol. Thank you very much. So <laughs> then, it's time for this. <sighs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochial justice warriors. <laughs> Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How are you doing? Not too bad, I've got our names right this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time, no less. First time in a while. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you've been uh, you've been watching that E uh, three. Yeah, I've been watching that E three. I was uh, I was actually quite impressed by uh, Microsoft conference of all things. Uh, did you notice they had a uh, American sign language interpreter down the front? Doing oh, I did their... spot that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's nice that you know the, these events are, are getting you know more accessible for people. Exactly. Like you know, it's all well and good having you know live uh, captioning and whatnot and subtitles in trailers, but sometimes there'll be a moment like when Keanu Reeves came out and uh you know told someone in the crowd that they were uh they were wonderful or fantastic or whatever it was yeah. he said that you know you can't that you can't predict that it won't show up on the teleprompter it's nice that people can be uh, included in that yeah moment. people in the audience can be included in that sort of off-the-cuff moment exactly so, it, it got me thinking in that way it does every week about uh about about sign language as a thing um yeah it, it really is you know not an invasive thing to have sign language available for, uh, for 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 events. It really should be a more common thing, I reckon. Yeah, I think in general, you know, there should be more more you know learning of sign language. I think perhaps it should be something that's in school. And I know that yeah, yeah. I know there's kids shows and things where they teach a little bit of Makaton and things like yeah. that. But you know, why don't we have like more inclusive classes in in mainstream schools where where kids are learning? You know, yeah. some, just some basic sign language, and then you know. Kids learn uh, learn foreign languages in in middle and high school. Why can't we, you know, why can't we have more sign language? I feel like sign language, perhaps more so than learning foreign languages, is really important because uh, it's going to be really useful to a lot of people in life anyway because so many of us lose our hearing as we get older. Yeah. You know, it, it would mean that it, as you start to lose your hearing, you wouldn't need to rely solely on hearing aids if, if a wider proportion of the uh, society knew how to do sign language. Yeah. Uh, it's beneficial with people who are hard of hearing who have disabilities yeah. but like it's also just really useful in general uh you know if you're a, a gig it's a loud music event or something you can't hear what's being said it's really useful to just be able to sign a couple of words back and forth yeah you know have a, a basic conversation rather than screaming at each other yeah. and then on top of that like sign language because it's uh, it's not a spoken language you can do it at the same time as speaking a spoken language. So say we, you know, we speak English, we're in Britain. 
we we could be speaking English while doing British Sign Language. Yeah. It's it's a thing where like as long as you learn it early, you could get into a habit of just continually signing while you talk. Exactly. It, it's it's a thing that like it could become second nature. Just everyone happens to be doing two languages at once. Yeah, and it when it makes it so much more inclusive, you know. Yeah. I've 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 known you know deaf people at, at nightclubs. Uh, and you see them, and, and they very often end up quite isolated from yeah. the, from the rest of it. And although perhaps they can experience, um, you know, to some degree the music, yeah. because you know it depends what level of deafness people have. Yeah. Like I myself am partially deaf. Yeah. But you know that I wouldn't. It's not the same. It's like when people talk about blindness. Yeah. A, a lot of you know uh, able-bodied people often assume that means you can see nothing at all. It's just blackness. Yeah. But that's not to say that you don't have you know can't see sort of vague blobs of what things are. Yeah. Just not enough uh, detail to be useful. Exactly. So uh, while you are medically blind in that case, you know the, the same can be said of deaf people. So like you know there's they can experience the music and and you know especially from from a very large music event like that. But then they're very, very isolated because for them it's even harder to manage a shouted conversation yeah, 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 over yeah. the music. Well, that's it. it. It seems like such a non-issue to like just teach it to everyone from a young age. Yeah. Let's just make it normalise that everyone just does sign language while they're talking. Yeah. Because like at that point, everyone knows a second language that is that is useful. You know, even when it's just an optional thing, and for so many of us, would be useful in later life. Yeah. She fancy that hug. I do, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely that was definitely a thinker then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm bloody glad that E3 is over. Oh, I've been nocturnal for a few nights. Yeah, well we'll 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 have, we'll have, we'll have a nice cup of uh, you know, have a nice chamomile tea. Get to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good hug, mate. Good yeah, hug. Good hug. Yeah. Let's pop the kettle on. Yeah, pop the kettle on and have that cup of tea. Yeah. Laura, yeah. I can find you on the internet, darling. You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, on Twitch, I stream on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. UK, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Laura K Buzz, that's what pays the bills. You can find all of my work, be it podcasts, videos, or written work on laurakbuzz.com. I've got some some books. Uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt mm-hmm. is uh, a book that's hopefully coming out at the end of the summer. You can support that on, Un- on Unbound and get a bunch of backer rewards. I've got Uncomfortable Labels, which releases in about a month's time on July 18th. The audiobook releases on August 18th. Uh, you can get that on laurakbuzzstore.com. Uh, if you back me on Patreon, you can get a discount code for the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um... There is Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh I am on seasons three, four, and five. Season six is about to kick off soon. Uh there is also I think that's most of it actually. I did a bunch of E3 coverage. Go see it all on LauraKbuzz.com. I'm gonna have some uh oh, I have a new podcast, Tonal Whiplash. It's an interview podcast where I ask alternating silly and serious questions. Mm-hmm. Uh Laura K Buzz will be on my brother, my brother and me. You should go check that out. Yeah, I reckon I, you should be on my I'm not saying why, but like, maybe in the next month you should check out Laura K. Buzz will be on MBMBAM. I listened you, to that today as well. Sorry, that should have yeah. been the listen section. Yeah. Good. You should maybe check that out for no reason whatsoever. Mm. Go check it out. It's a show in which you interview yourself. In, 
Uh, no, I no, I get interviewed by a mysterious other person that's definitely not me. There's that... literally someone else living in this house. You could have asked to do other voices. Well, yes, but also like I was doing all this while working two jobs. I was doing a lot of weird in the middle of the day recordings, and you know what? I think I think there is a certain charm to in- being interviewed by mysterious other person who we never acknowledge who is, and is definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! I apologise for <laughs> casting nostalgia. I know. I, I, as, as, as lovely as it would have been to do a thing with you, mysterious other person. Of, I think, I course. think it was a great interview. I hope we're going to credit mysterious other person. Ah, uh, no, I think they should stay mysterious. <laughs> mysterious. Okay. Well, yeah. no, no, would you not must credit them as mysterious other person? They, they, they just, they just are. They just, they just are. are. They just are. Yeah. Don't say they are. Um, <laughs> I will hopefully have a couple more episodes of that in the next month. I have some ideas I'm trying to get lined up. Do you think you can get a McElroy on one, um, one of those? I am trying to get someone with the surname McElroy onto that <laughs> show. I'm not saying who. Not one of the McElroyers. Just someone called McElroy. <laughs> I, I, they are a member of the McElroy family that I'm I trying to get onto an episode if I can line them up. We'll see. Is it Sydney? No. Oh. I'm not, I'm not going to answer any more yes or no. <laughs> no I'll tell you it's not Sydney. It's not Sydney. I probably okay. could have got Sydney, but Sydney's not who I'm going for. Mm. Anyway, where can you be found where on the internet? Where can I be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. On Twitch as Janiac, where I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I can be found on... Hmm. Let's see. I can be found on patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. I'm on stonedmonkeyradio.blog where I occasionally write things. I need to get back to that, but I've been so busy. I know, it's been a busy time. Uh, it's been a very busy time. I'm, I'm also on uh, paypal.me slash uh, Jane Magnet. Um, as for Patreons, thank you to George Holt, Tales of Inquiry. Jorgen knows how to... Jürgen knows how to pronounce uh, Edekop in Norwegian and J. Logan, J. Logan, Conduit of Queerness itself. Dice on Christmas. Mm. Uh, so, <gasps> sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. I will. <laughs>